Welcome to the Movement Link podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Aitken. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist with over 15 years experience and movement is my cup of tea. Now, we know there is a strong link between how much we move and what we choose to fuel our bodies with when it comes to health and performance. So I hope this podcast will leave you with a few takeaways that allows you to move, perform and feel your best. So put your earbuds in, get moving and I hope you enjoy this episode. Right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Movement Link podcast. Now, this will be my final episode of 2023. I know I said if you did catch last week's episode, um, I did say I was going to be up the coast in a small country town on the coast where there is not much reception. So I didn't know how I would go in actually being able to record and publish an episode, but I am going to give it a go. I think I've found a spot where I have enough reception to get things recorded, to get it published, and to have this out to you for Wednesday the 27th of December. So I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. I hope you are enjoying your Boxing Day. I hope you were able to enjoy some time with family and friends, um, enjoy an array of different foods and find that balance that you were hoping to find over that Christmas, that festive time. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to be answering another question that has come up in one of my check-ins with one of my online lifestyle clients. And one of the reasons I'm actually turning a lot of these questions into podcast episodes is because I generally think if somebody has a question, um, then there are other people out there thinking the same thing or wanting information on that same topic. So the topic or the question that I'm going to answer and cover today is, can I eat after 7 p.m.? So that was a question that has come up more recently. Um, what happens when I eat after 7 p.m.? Can I eat carbs after 7 p.m.? Should I not be eating carbs after 7 p.m.? So in today's episode, I want to talk about eating at nighttime because it does seem to be quite a contentious topic. And it's something, as I said, that I do get regular questions on in my online check-ins. Now, there is a lot of information, or maybe I should say misinformation out there from people telling you what you should or should should not eat after 6pm or 7pm or whatever that arbitrary time is that they have in their head. And I think when we start to break it down, there are probably two main camps or two main trains of thought when it comes to eating and eating at certain times. And that first camp are people who generally say, do not eat anything or don't eat a certain food after a certain time. And that time is usually, as I said, 6 or 7 p.m. for some reason. So that's the first train of thought that we generally see people talk about. And then the second train of thought comes from people who say, you know what, it doesn't matter when you eat, eat whenever you want. Now, when we start to actually break down those two trains of thought, so the first ones who say, don't eat anything after 7 p.m., 6 p.m., and the other uh, train of thought, eat whenever you want, it doesn't matter. They're actually both kind of of wrong, right? Now, what they do well is that they simplify things. So their way of thinking is very black and white. And while simple can be good, 
it's not good when we start to sacrifice accuracy. So both of these trains of thoughts have issues. So firstly, they're both, as I said, they are too black and white and they just don't provide enough nuance or enough context. So hopefully as I work through this episode, I can explain what each of those trains of thought is getting right and also what they are getting wrong or where they're going wrong. And then hopefully you can then take an approach to your evening meal that is going to be most helpful for you. So just a little side note before I jump into the body of this episode is this episode and the detail around eating after 6 p.m., 7 p.m., it's not really going to be relevant for shift workers. This is most going to be most relevant for the average person. So somebody who wakes up of a morning, they work during the day, They might go to the gym or train in there somewhere during the day and then they go to bed at night. So shift work is a slightly different story um, and I'm just not going to touch on that in today's episode. So let's start by addressing that first train of thought. So the people in camp one, um, they're the ones who generally say don't eat anything or don't eat a certain food, don't eat carbohydrates after a certain time and let's just use 7 p.m. Now basically what we know this is just not true. So 100 calories of potato at 7 a.m. is still 100 calories of potato at 7 p.m. So the way the body digests and absorbs and metabolizes or utilizes the food you eat is going to be reasonably similar between morning and evening. It might change a little bit, but if we zoom right in on can I eat after 7 p.m. or can I eat this food at this time, then the answer is always yes. So your body doesn't suddenly shut down if you eat a carbohydrate after 7 p.m. Now, what are they getting right when they're thinking like this? From a weight management perspective, this train of thought can work, okay? And it seems to come up quite a bit for people who are focused on fat loss or they're looking to change their body composition and lose weight. And what we often hear here is people say, oh, I'm on a diet, so I'm not eating insert food here after 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. I'm on a diet. I'm not eating any carbohydrates after 7 p.m. Or I'm on a diet, so I'm not eating any ice cream after 7 p.m. So interestingly, what we can actually see with this train of thought is that it can work for fat loss, but not because your body manages carbohydrates differently after 7 p.m., but simply because when we say, I can't eat this after this time, we're creating a very simple rule that is very easy to follow. And it's also because, you know, we're pretty unlikely to eat a, let's say, whole bag of chips or a whole packet of Tim Tams at 9 a.m., but we are far more likely to do this after 7 p.m. So if somebody has this black and white arbitrary rule in their head of, I'm not allowed to eat carbohydrates after 7 p.m., then that rule is likely going to naturally limit that person from eating those types of food. And by way of consequence, it's probably also going to likely limit their total intake of calories for the day. Now, whether this is a good approach for you or whether this is a healthy approach for you or not, Well, I can't really comment on that, but that is why you may see people who implement those arbitrary cutoff times and place food rules in place actually result in fat loss. And it's not, as I said, it's not because your body deals with carbohydrates or chips or Tim Tams any differently at 8 p.m. versus 8 a.m. 
Um, it's simply that their fat loss is really a result of they are eating less of those less nutritious foods because they are following that rule. So the other reason why that train of thought is not super silly is because it is a good idea not to eat all of your food or not to eat a very large percentage of your food in the evening. Now, for most people, it's going to be most ideal for them to space their food out and have more of their food during the day. And I'm going to look at why that is. Now, having just said that, I also see a lot of people who start to stress out when maybe they get home of a night, sorry, they get home late of a night and they don't get to eat their final meal until 8 p.m. or maybe even 9 p.m. at night on occasion. And because it's, you know, their arbitrary cutoff time of 7 p.m., they can't eat after 7 p.m., they start to worry that it's going to affect their progress. Now, In reality, if you have eaten normally during the day and you finish the day with your normal dinner and your normal dinner happens to be a few hours later than usual and after 7 p.m., you are going to be just fine. So those carbohydrates are not suddenly going to be stored as fat. You're not going to wake up two kilos heavier um, just because you've eaten a few hours later than normal if you've eaten your normal meal. So I do not want anybody to be skipping dinner because they perceive that it's too late to eat or you know it's exceeded that 7 p.m., 8 p.m. cutoff time um, and they feel that they can't have their final meal. You can have your final meal. So simply eat dinner as you normally would and then go to bed. So when we are talking about eating late at night, um, I guess there are two scenarios to be mindful of here when it does come to eating late at night. Now, some people do find that eating close to bedtime can actually affect their sleep. So I know um, I'm in that situation sometimes if I get home quite late, I still have a meal where I need to get that meal in. It's quite a large meal. Um, Trying to go to sleep with a full tummy is, it can be uncomfortable on occasion. So I obviously try not to let that happen, but occasionally it will. So if you are somebody who finds that eating close to bed does affect your sleep or your ability to get to sleep, simply try not to do that. Now, other people who may struggle with reflux, obviously for them, eating close to when they then go to lay down in bed can certainly trigger um, that event. So that is also something to be mindful of. But if neither of these situations are you, so if you can have a meal and then fall asleep, if you don't struggle with reflux, um, then there's no problem with eating after 7 p.m. or after 8 p.m. or having a later dinner if you need to. So if you can't eat dinner until 8.30 and then you go to bed at 9 p.m., that is totally fine. You are not going to gain more fat or lose muscle or combust or whatever the other things are that you may have been told by somebody on Instagram. So it is okay to eat dinner or any other food for that matter later of an evening. That provides you with some insight into that first train of thought where people often say, do not eat anything after a certain time. Don't eat carbohydrates after 7 p.m. So you absolutely can. Now, providing, you absolutely can, providing it's part of a reasonably balanced diet, okay? Now, moving into the second train of thought, so camp two, where people tend to say, hey, you can eat whenever you like 
doesn't matter what time you eat. So this is also a very black and white way of thinking. And this is, again, not entirely true either because it's also a good idea not to have all of your food in the evening or not to have all of your food in a very short window of time. Now, what we actually know is our body is a little bit better at handling carbohydrate-rich foods during the day. So we are a little bit more insulin sensitive during the daylight hours, and that's simply due to our circadian rhythms and evolution. So this whole world of um, chrononutrition, so that's basically nutrition based on the time of the day, is sort of finding that if we can eat more of our calories during the day, then our body tends to metabolically handle that food a little bit better than if we were to eat a whole, you know, large percentage of our calories later in the day. So what we tend to see if we eat a little bit more food during the day and earlier in the day, we tend to see better things like blood sugar control, better cholesterol levels, um, and a few other general improvements in terms of metabolic health markers. So it can be quite a positive to make sure that we are eating um, a good amount of our food earlier on in the day. So a simple way to think about it is more food during the day and less food during the evening. So this still doesn't mean that it's bad to eat dinner after 7 p.m. or that it's bad to eat dessert after 8 p.m. So what we are more talking about here are people who say skip breakfast. Maybe they have a boiled egg or a coffee or something trivial like that and call it breakfast. Maybe they're somebody who then has a, you know, a tuna salad for lunch and then from 5 p.m. onwards they're starving. So they go and eat a massive dinner. Maybe they have a second serve of dinner. They have a huge snack. Maybe they're snacking before dinner and after dinner. Maybe they're somebody who lets rip on the chocolate or the ice cream for dessert. So they're taking in an enormous percentage of their daily calories and they're really backloading a large majority of their calories of an evening. So if you are somebody who is having a very small amount of your daily calories during the day and a large amount of an evening, then you may want to consider changing your approach slightly. And I don't want anyone to necessarily feel bad if this is you. It's a really common pattern that people can fall into. Um, But ideally, we would want to consider perhaps adjusting that approach because eating huge amounts of food every evening every evening, okay, one off, no problem, but eating huge amounts of food every evening is as I said, well, not fantastic. So the best way to change this is to actually start by eating a proper breakfast, then follow that up by eating a proper lunch and actually eat a couple of substantial snacks during the day. Um, But to go into any more detail on that, I'm going to reserve that for another episode. So as I said, in terms of spacing your food out during the day, we know that our body is a little less insulin sensitive of an evening. So large amounts of food and large amounts of carbohydrate every night is probably not going to be the best idea. But occasionally, absolutely fine. You're definitely not going to die. You're not going to put on a huge amount of body fat. Um, You're not going to lose any muscle. There's really going to be no negative health consequences from eating a larger amount of food of an evening on an occasional basis. Um, But yeah, as I said, we're generally looking at what the most healthful habits and behaviors are over time. So a one-off here, definitely no problems. And yes, you can certainly still eat carbohydrates after 7 p.m. and be fine. Now, finally, I just wanted to touch on exercise because a lot of people 
um, have probably heard that exercise in the short term does make us more insulin sensitive. And where this is can be quite important is if we are training or exercising of an evening, um, what happens to the food that we start to take in after that training session, if we've trained of an afternoon or an evening. So if you are quite active and if you've just done a hard training session of an evening, and more importantly, if you also have a hard training session coming up the next morning or the next day, then I would absolutely forget about the whole don't eat a ton of carbohydrate after dinner because you will likely benefit from getting in a decent amount of carbohydrate with your evening meal or with your post-dinner snack or your post-training snack because your body is going to be a little bit more insulin sensitive after training, even overnight. Okay, so I know I've just spoken about the fact that um, we don't want to be saving a large percentage of our calories for an evening. We want to try and get in a reasonable amount of food early on in the day um, and I guess across the first part of the day because our body generally handles food and carbohydrates a little bit better when we are a little bit more insulin sensitive of a morning. But if you have trained of a night, then we're going to be a little bit more insulin sensitive immediately after that training session. So it is really important to be replenishing your muscle glycogen stores. They're your stores of carbohydrates as quickly as possible after that training session to help with recovery. And then also to be topping them up in preparation for your next training session the next day. So I hope all of that makes sense. Um, And to, I guess, wrap this episode up, I hope nobody walks away from here scared to have carbohydrates at dinner or after dinner or after 7 p.m. because that is absolutely not the case. Um, And you also don't need to exercise to earn your carbohydrates at dinner. That is not the case either. But I do hope that maybe I have encouraged you to have a look at your food distribution across the day. And if you are someone who is let's say having 30% of your food during the day and then 70% of your food intake occurs after 5 p.m. I hope this is, you know, maybe made you go, hmm, perhaps I should perhaps try and address that. Um, But I also hope that I have made you feel okay if you want to eat ice cream or Tim Tams at 7.01 p.m. So nothing uh, bad is going to happen if you do that on an occasional tub of ice cream Every evening after 7 p.m., well, it's probably not so much the time of day that you're eating that ice cream that's going to potentially cause um, that weight gain. It's probably the fact that you're eating a tub of ice cream every day on top of all the other food. So, guys, I hope you found that episode helpful. If you do have any questions, please feel free to reach out. You can catch me on Instagram at Gemily underscore xfiz or via email and my email is themovementlink at gmail.com. Now, have a fantastic end to 2023. I will be back with more episodes in 2024. So on that note, put your earbuds in, keep moving, and I will be back with another episode soon. Mm-hmm.